0: You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.
1: Good morning and welcome to America's Web Radio. We've got a great, great, or I say we, Joe has. Joe Govales is our in-house former federal agent that is the host of Safe. And I'll let uh, Joe explain what safe means. But for you folks that have listened before, you know that we are advocates for our elderly, and that uh, we believe in uh, punishing. Uh, if if uh, at all possible, we'd love to have every crook thrown in jail anytime and all the time, whenever we can. And that's our next guest, or our guest is going to be today, Mr. Billy Sullivan. That we had Billy on, oh, just the other day, as a matter of fact. He is director of Fraud Investigation Division. Under the Commissioner Jim Beck, and I, I want to uh, put out a formal salute to the Insurance Commissioner, Mister Jim Beck. Um, since he took office, and since uh, Billy went to work for him, they have. And this this is less than uh, a few months ago. This is January the fourteenth that it all got started, and uh, with Billy Sullivan. And this past weekend, they just what was I can't remember the guy, that, just a marvelous job of arresting a lot of insurance fraud folks, and uh, they're going to get more. And we're going to be talking to Billy in just a minute, so stay tuned and uh, know that America's Web Radio. Is working 24/7 for you. If you n- are abused, an el- elderly, the that person that's been abused, and or you know someone that has been abused, send an email to safe, s-a-f-e at americaswebradio.com, and we'll get back to you, and we'll point you in the right direction. Or if we need to get more involved, we'll do that. But. Uh, We'll at least point you in the right direction and where you need to go and who to call, and we'll give you a telephone number as well. So with that being said, good morning, Joe.
2: Good morning, David. Uh, good morning out there to listeners. It uh, um, was a great introduction. I will say that uh, that the, the n- new insurance commissioner is doing a wonderful job. But we have to look back that the previous one also uh, worked hard, and uh, and and those people did uh, did make several uh, numerous arrests that I'm aware of that dealt with the elderly and abuse. So my hats off to all all the the uh, specialized units, the secretary of states of various states here in the United States, the um, Department of Insurance um which is a very integral part throughout the law enforcement community in fighting elder abuse. We just need to uh start as we start every show, we gotta remember um, elder abuse doesn't report itself. That's why we're out here trying to make people aware of what is going on and uh in the way of a possible abuse situation. And again our definition of abuse uh, it deals with three types of abuse, physical, financial, and institutional. And we'll be talking about, uh, just updating, uh, uh, people on each of, of these various, uh, types of abuses. But, um, I think you remember as we talked about it that, that probably everybody you talk to, and that, that's, that's a senior or, uh, um, or you want to say elderly, well, they have either experienced some kind of abuse or they're aware of a friend that has. And these are the people that need our help. And, and we'll go through a few matters that uh, that we'll discuss today that show you that people are out there just don't know where to go or who to call or what to do. And that's what we're trying to do is make people aware of the issue throughout uh, um, the listening area and Go to your professionals. Get some help. You don't have to do this alone. You know, uh, Joe. I'd like to interject that. Uh, you know what my situation was with
1: uh, my mother, and you know, there's a helplessness there, and we didn't know where to go. And this is what what you're going to give folks at Safe at dot com is where to go and you know you get you feel so helpless oh my god i just lost ten thousand bucks or a hundred thousand or whatever you're embarrassed and yet there but the thing that i'm most thrilled about is that and i don't know maybe you can tell me the history of it how long has it been that before states started waking up and there is great great support out there
2: if you or your parents or whatever need help Well, you know, they've always had, it's always been on the regulatory side, the Adult Protective Services. And I think, and it's called by various names, but that's a name throughout the United States and through other countries, there's a place to go to help. And, of course, law enforcement. But I think we saw, I think 20 years ago, 15, 20 years ago, maybe a little bit more, the issues with with, uh, child abuse. And uh, and that was what everybody got uh, uh, really involved with, and they set up uh, all depends department of uh, um, family services, or it's called various things in various states, but uh, uh, where there is a, a reported abuse or some issues dealing with children, and they're very vulnerable, as obviously we know, and they, they you know until they're all depends on what state, but eighteen, sixteen, or eighteen, depending on the state. You know, they are still uh, uh, looked at as children, and there are various laws, as we know, juvenile laws that deal with them. But the people who abuse those type of kids or fail to take care of them are looked at very differently because they have specialized units. Uh, In the last probably 10 years that I've seen, you've seen certainly here in Georgia, and I know it was out in the West Coast that started a lot earlier in the United States and up in the Northeast, you had a big effort to uh, address uh, the abuse of seniors, uh, but we're still kind of behind for what the uh, how how society looks and goes after people who punish uh, children. As we know, the seniors they're very vulnerable. But the one unique thing about seniors is they have the right to self determination unless there's been some court order or some determination by some authority. That uh, somebody else needs to take care of the uh, financial or uh, health health uh, issues, uh, decisions uh, for that senior. So that's a little unique than dealing with the uh, with with, tr- with uh, anything dealing with, with children. I mean, children as by till they're an adult, pretty much, are under the care and custody of uh, of their parents or who or whoever they are. But seniors aren't that way, and I think that's a that's something we got to remember. That you know about how bad it might look if people are functioning on their own. You know there is there is their right for self determination. You know if people want to, you know walk down and walk into Walmart and give away uh, you know hundreds of thousands of dollars to people around Christmas time, and they have the money. These seniors, they have the right to do it, or any adult has the right to do it. It's just when somebody else uh, abuses the power that's granted to them. And a lot of times we say, well, how's the power granted to them? Uh, The cases of the, uh, when when a a senior gives the right of power of attorney, it gets, some people feel it gives them the people who receive the power of attorney feel they have the power just to spend the money at will. And remember, nobody here, t- uh, and our guest today, none of us are lawyers. So contact your 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 own uh, your own lawyer. Contact the professional lawyers if you have questions or legal aid in uh, throughout the United States. Um, if you have questions, but but remember, if you give somebody the power of attorney, you can always rescind the power of attorney. If you give them a power of attorney, it can always be for a. A specific uh, um, um, duty or specific function. Uh, you don't. It's not a blanket power of attorney. So uh, I think we all need to, to remember that. The um, <coughs> we like to constantly remind people what how we got the term safe. It's really uh, F S period A period F period E period and it stands for seniors abused and financially exploited senior hour. And this is where we, we discuss and deal with um, all forms of abuse. and um, we, uh, uh, as we discuss, the most prevalent form of abuse is financial abuse. and we'll talk more about that later in the show because it's um, about 70% of all abuse is, is financial and um, but physical is 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 obviously we're very concerned about and if you see somebody physically abused or the conditions that people have to live in please call your authorities immediately you know we, people don't need to, to live in certain conditions especially when they're paying for it In some of these um, so we say questionable unlicensed uh, care homes um, most homes are are Uh, that we've seen throughout the uh in our area of of the south and and in georgia the licensed homes are, are 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 very good and uh and perform a great service it's when you get to the unlicensed homes that it gets to be kind of a some kind of a questionable living conditions and and those are the ones that that there's a big effort on right now around around the area to 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 address um one of the areas just to show you in 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 the state of Georgia which is one of the priorities of the state we've had the uh, Georgia Bureau of Investigation um, uh, assistant special agent charge who oversees that program we've had um, sheriff's departments we had various people uh, talk about uh, about these unlicensed homes and how they're trying to crack down on them um, and I'm just going to uh, just just uh read that um, a woman was arrested in uh, twenty seventeen of stealing twenty five thousand dollars from a sixty nine year old Alzheimer patient in her licensed personal care home um, the investig- investigators later learned that the woman who owned it had an unlicensed care home um and she uh, had pled guilty, and she's 53 years old, to two cases containing charges of neglect of an elderly person, operating an unlicensed personal care home, and 13 counts of exploitation of an elderly person. Uh, so you can see um, that that this causes a, a lot of a lot of issues. Um, The arrest in 2017 for exploitation of the elderly who was uh, under her care was stealing $25,000 from a 69-year-old Alzheimer patient. Uh, She uh, added herself to the man's bank account without the knowledge or consent of of the man or his children. The man uh, was placed in her home where she agreed to take care of him for $1,600 a month. A few months later, she increased his monthly fee to 2600 without telling anyone. Um, uh, while this was pending in 2017, she set up an unlicensed care home. So my hat's off to what's called the the CAVE unit uh, up in um, Augusta, Georgia, for uncovering this and for prosecuting this case here to help. Uh, we'll go into a little more details um, uh, in a minute. Um um, or in our next segments, to 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 discuss what uh, about this horrible situation of exploitation at a personal care home?
1: We're gonna we're gonna have Billy Sullivan back on again. Uh, Billy is the uh, director of fraud investigation division under the insurance commissioner, Mr. Beck. Jim Beck is. Uh, our hats are off to uh, Mr. Beck. We're gonna. We'll need to get him on the show one of these days. Uh, but we'll we'll be talking to Billy and Billy. Uh, one of the cases that they busted uh, was one point. I think he said one point six million or one point three million.
2: Well, they're uh, out there. The important thing, uh, of Billy, he told us last week when he was on here, something big was about it, to happen, and it did.
1: <laughs> that's right. That's right. And it did. So we'll be back with more on Safe Senior Hour right after these messages.
5: You're
0: listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening,
1: and welcome back to America's Web Radio on this beautiful day. And we've got you're listening to the Safe Senior Hour on America's Web Radio, and uh, we've got Mister Billy Sullivan on. And I've been counting Billy Sullivan uh, basically all day and. Also, uh, his boss, uh, Jim Beck, I, I think he's just one of the greatest guys going. And uh, Billy's going to tell us a little, well, you gave us sort of a sneak preview or hint, not really a preview, just sort of a, a hint that uh, you, you, something big was coming down the pike, and sure enough, something big did come down the pike. So I'm going to turn it over to uh, you and Joe. Billy,
2: welcome to America's Web Radio again. Thank you, Dave. It's nice to be back. Yeah, Billy, we appreciate it. And uh, you uh, kind of alluded that something big was going to happen. And, you know, there I was watching uh, the uh, the news and uh, saw the, uh, the, the the fruits of your effort. If you could kind of uh, give a summary. I know, uh, being a former federal agent, that you kind of restricted what you can say. But publicly, give us an idea of of the... Kind of scope of what took place, and and and, and tell the tell the listeners about uh, about this time of, of of activity that you all uh, tried to put a stop to.
5: Yes, sir, and uh, thank you for having me back. Uh, I greatly appreciate the invitation. Um, keep in mind, this is an ongoing investigation. Uh, one of the big things we really want to get out there that if anyone's listening to this program or they and they have done business with this gentleman uh, we would love to hear from you Uh, we we want you to check your statements and your records if you're not sure what you're looking at you can call the case agent here and I'll give you his name uh, shortly because like I said this is an ongoing investigation and we we do expect more victims Um, back on February the 15th we we received information about a gentleman named Frank Calantari Um, he owned a uh, uh uh insurance business in clayton county georgia and um we received information that there was some possibly some financial exploitation of the elderly going on um i assigned this case to special agent bill weston uh, who's one of my top investigators and on the 28th we had enough evidence to where we had um arrest warrants for four counts of insurance fraud, eight counts of forgery in the first degree, two counts of identity fraud, two counts of exploitation of an elderly person, and and um, that was the warrants that we had in hand. We served them Thursday morning at 6 o'clock. We arrested uh, Mr. Calantari there on the scene, and we also executed a search warrant of his home office. Uh, During the course of the search warrant, we recovered evidence that supported uh, what we had charged him with, and we also found um, suspected cocaine, suspected black tar heroin, and uh, another suspected, uh, we believe to be a Schedule uh, IV-type drug. It was pills, and there were hundreds of them uh, inside of a bag. Uh, We worked really closely with the Clayton County District Attorney's Office, uh, District Attorney Tracy Graham Lawson. Uh, was uh, very supportive uh, they assisted us tremendously on this case uh, we actually had them out on scene with us um, I'm trying to find the name of the business that Mr. Colantari was using um,
2: well while you're looking for that let's remind everybody people and we always have to do this people are innocent until proven guilty and so that's, this, will, this is how the, how the government starts their The uh, the process of uh, of getting people to court and having their day in court. Um, The uh, uh, this person, just as you're looking, his his company, he and his company were both had to be licensed with the state.
5: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. He was a licensed. uh, He is a licensed insurance agent um, in the state of Georgia. Also, I'd like to talk about another case, too. Uh, I'm trying to find the name of Mr. Colantari's business, but I would really like to to, uh, cover this one as as well, Joe. Sure. uh, It's a a good one. Um, Additional warrants have been taken on a Baldwin County business owner, Dean Harrison Grant in Milledgeville. Uh, He's the founder and managing partner of GF. Strategic Advisors Located in Millersville, Georgia uh, We had arrested him Earlier uh, He had stolen around $589,384 From three victims uh, To secure insurance Related investments $447,589 uh, Was taken from two elderly cu- uh, From two elderly customers uh, We had charged him the investigation is still ongoing, but uh, Mr. Grant's now being accused uh, of seven additional counts of insurance fraud and seven additional counts of theft by taking. He's accused of taking an additional seven hundred eighty-five thousand dollars from three customers for him to secure insurance-related investments, bringing the total monetary value received from the victims to one million. So, uh, like I said, this case comes out of Baldwin County, Georgia. And again, if you have any of your listeners that has done business with Dean Harrison Grant from GFG Strategic Advisors in Millersville, Georgia, uh, please contact uh, Special Agent Jason Jones. He's the case agent on this case. Um, You can give him a call. I've got a general number here, which which will get you through to him. It's 404-232-1212.
2: Well, I, I, for the listeners, can you uh, just give some examples of what insurance-related, uh, whatever your term was, uh, activity or investments are?
5: Uh, most of your insurance investments are annuities.
2: Okay. Okay. Um,
5: this uh, Mr. Grant was taking payment for annuities, and he was never uh, purchasing annuities with those payments. It was going straight to his bank account for his own personal use.
2: Wow. Wow. And, and the I, I heard you said that I think there were two or three uh, counts of uh, elder exploitation here?
5: Yes, sir. There was two counts of uh, uh, financial exploitation of the elderly.
2: Now, um, we're out there trying to advise people to give information to wherever they are, to the law enforcement or professional people about this. Um, what are some things to look out for of uh, when people hear about their friends, their investments, or themselves? That might raise some red flags that need to be looked into, into a little more. It doesn't mean that it's, on the face of it's illegal, but things that people should be aware of.
5: Absolutely. Let me, um, let me turn you over to Special Agent Bill Weston. He was the actual case agent on the case with Mr. Colin Tari. And I also have the name of his, of his uh, insurance company. It's Professional and Commercial Insurance Agency, Inc., and that would be out of Jonesboro, Georgia. Uh, Professional and Commercial Insurance Agency, Inc., uh, but I'll let you talk with uh, Special Agent Bill Weston, and he can he can go into some of the things that people need to be on the lookout for uh, when it involves uh, insurance investments like like annuities.
2: Great, thank you. Thanks, Bill. S- stay by here for we got some other questions for you, Billy. But Bill okay. Weston, yes, sir. Great job, congratulations, and I know it's the start of a long uh, a long trek through the court system, but. Uh, that's how it all starts here. So, uh, you know, uh, congratulations. It's, uh, it's hard work, and people don't realize what it takes to do these white t- uh type cases. So my hat's off to you.
0: Oh, well, great. Thank you so much. So um, Mr. Calantari is a perfect example of some things people should look for in the red flags. What he was mostly doing, we don't have any information. Just to let your listeners know, we don't have any information that Mr. Calantari actually took money and did not buy annuities we all our evidence shows he in fact did use the people's money to buy annuities so the so the initial contacts were legitimate what he did was he would convince the people that um every year most annuities especially when you get up in age you can draw up to 10 percent out with no penalty he would convince the people to continue to draw those 10 percent out of each annuity let's say they started with 10 annuities He'd have them draw 10% out of each one and then create another annuity. And then he'd have them do it again until that annuity, obviously, after 10 years is gone. Well, what happens is um, he got commission every time he created a new annuity, and it hurt the people because their money was being drawn out and then what we call re-locked into a new annuity, and that the people may not be able to touch that, whereas they could touch the money in the other annuity if they had an emergency. They move in. He moves into a, uh, a new annuity, which becomes locked for two to even 10 years, and the people can't get the money again. So eventually he slowly drains all their annuities where they have access to and turns them into those. And then he um, – so, so look for somebody that always seems to want to have activity in an annuity. That's not normal, especially as you get up in age. The other thing is promising bonuses um, – if you think about it, if you're pulling money out of one annuity and putting it in another, how could the bonus be greater than the loss? Yet he convinces them by showing them numbers. He shows the highest of the new one and the lowest of the old one and makes it look like it's better to move it, which um, if that's the case, then we'd all just be shuffling our money all the time, wouldn't we?
2: Right, right. But So this is type of just churning insurance um, investment, uh uh, policies in the annuity world—is that basically it?
0: Yes, sir. It's it's churning, and that is what it's called. It's churning, um, and he was doing that. Uh, he was uh, locking. Uh, he was locking. He one example is a ninety-two-year-old lady that he locked into an annuity investment with a high commission because it's a long-term lock into a fifteen-year lock where she was penalized. I mean, ninety-two years old, fifteen years. It doesn't. It's not hard to do the math that. That's not the best thing for a 92 year old. So, um, right now, again, with Mr. Colantari, we don't have evidence that um, he actually took people's money, but the losses are staggering as far as the penalties and the the cost to people. Um, to one customer alone, we're, we're looking at 200 thousand in losses just from one customer. So,
2: so his. Uh his activity would would we say it's fair from your point of view from your investigation that all this was not in a full disclosure to the uh to the owners of the policies
0: well it, it went a little further than this um uh the other thing people need to look for and as yeah
2: hold, hold on hold on Dave. We're, we're as you know we're tied by by uh time frame here with with different uh, breaks here so if you could hold on you and billy we would appreciate it to go into our next segment if you guys would stand by yes sir great well with that we'll move into our uh, our third our third segment uh coming up in a little bit
4: happy oregon homeownership is the result of a good working relationship between the home buyer and their realtor make buying your oregon home a fun and rewarding experience Get our free guide to happy Oregon homeownership. Act now. Limited availability. Free at realoregonhomes.com. That's Cook Immigration Partners is your passport through the immigration maze. Whether it's help with e-verify in your business, or help in how to document a new employee under the new I-9 rules, or if you marry a foreign national, Cook Immigration Partners is your best choice for a legal advocate. Call us today at 866-286-6200. That's 866-286-6200, or visit us on the web at www.immigration.net.
1: Your auto love and investment demands the best, and for 45 years, Passport Transport has been meeting those demands, from manufacturers to the one-car collectors and all other facets of the auto industry and antique auto hobby. The first and the finest with unequaled service and peace of mind. Passport Transport your auto transportation company contact passporttransport.com with your need today passport transport
0: you're listening to america's web radio on the americas broadcast network.com thank you for listening
2: well welcome back everyone we're fortunate today we have investigator billy weston on from the office of insurance uh, of the insurance commissioner of the state of georgia and uh, and uh, and and a and a previous guest who's always uh, we always love to talk to is director um, um, Billy Billy Sullivan Sullivan right I was going to say Billy Williams that's a friend of mine so and I can assure you he's no director of security but uh, but Billy Sullivan we appreciate it and so uh, we were talking here and if you could um, uh, Billy Weston just continue we we're talking about. How the activities took place with um, uh, dealing with the uh, with the victims.
0: Yeah. So the other things people need to look for, which is the, um, Mr. Calantari did also, is any signing of documents that are not dated, or they seem like there's excessive documents. Mm-hmm. What he was doing allegedly is having them sign extra blank forms, and he was actually processing. And obviously, this is where the crime comes in. Not that turning isn't a crime in and of itself, but. He would actually start processing these ten percent um, withdrawals and move them into new annuities without their even their knowledge. And so he use these blank forms and keep going for a year or even two years, so he didn't have to quote unquote bother them. Um, so, so the other the other last thing is signing extra forms, and then finally getting anything in the mail for something that you don't remember initiating. You get a. A notice in the mail that you know here's the packet for your new annuity, and um, and and you realize I didn't sign any papers for a new annuity. That's the uh, final thing to look for.
2: Well, I, it's it's great was uncovered, and um, and not necessarily this case, but what are some ways you all are 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 directed to uh, to? Um, Issues like this. I mean, is it is it outside people calling in as victim? How how do you all receive your complaints on things like this?
5: Well, we can receive complaints in a number of ways. Uh, people can call in a complaint; they can remain anonymous. Um, uh, a lot of our complaints come from insurance companies. They come from uh, insurance policyholders. Uh, the only the only thing that I will add, though, is you just can't call in. And make a complaint, and we open a case. You can call in and advise us of it, but then we will direct you to the uh, insurance commissioner's website where you have to actually put it in writing. We have to have that. Uh, we have to have that complaint in writing.
2: Well, I, I, I and I think it's important to realize that the insurance commissioner's office is not the place to call if your investment is not a good investment um, and it's not making the money you thought it would make. That's just the uh, the luck of your selection, or luck of the draw, or as we used to say, unless people were lying, cheating, or stealing, your, uh, you know, your, uh, your uh, selection for investments uh, or investment advisors uh, didn't pan out the way we like. We'd all like to get rich off our investments, but uh, but when people lie, cheat, and steal in order to take advantage of, of uh, especially the elderly. Uh, all professionals are concerned, especially law enforcement, and the specialists that handle this are are uh, are the investigators at the Department of uh, Insurance, and those are in um, many many st- states have a very active and big Department of Insurance that you can file complaints with, and uh, and they will look at them and and do the appropriate investigative activity.
5: Yep. You know, Joe, just please just make sure your uh, your listeners, uh, if they have done business with Mr. Calantari or Mr. Uh, Grant down in Milledgeville, to please uh, check your paperwork, check your statements, uh, follow the directions that uh, Special Agent Weston put out. And if you see something that doesn't look right, um, please give us a call so uh, we can assist you in it.
2: Well, I, I appreciate it, and, and I think the, uh, just the number of victims here on these two cases are very interesting, and, uh, uh, and of course, the dollar amount is, is, is staggering. And uh, um, th- l- Let me ask you, what's the time period of of, this, of these investments? Can you give us that? It's not just what you do today. It's what you might have done two or three years ago, correct, or five years ago?
0: yeah um mr calantari we're interested in anything from two thousand and fifteen to now maybe even two thousand and fourteen um, Our baldwin county case um, we're interested as far back as anybody because he actually never even bought these. Mr. Calantari, like we talked about, uh, we believe that the the his criminal activity as far as forging documents is a recent incident. He just started doing that uh, a couple of years ago but um when we when we look at the other one, uh, uh, Mr. Grant, uh, Dean Harrison Grant, um, uh, he, he, some of those go back even ten years, and, and we'd be interested in talking to anybody about those because we don't believe that um, we don't believe that he actually even purchased anything.
2: So if we could just go on that on that other case real quick, this was a situation. Um, if you guys just summarize it. That a uh, uh, a victim or, or a potential insurance buyer investment would come in, and they would just says how the money would flow. That would help us. All right. Yes, go ahead. Yeah,
0: that that's correct. The um, um, he actually, and you're talking about the baldwin county
2: case right well yeah we'll take that it's, one right because you covered yeah. the other one pretty well and, yeah. and again I, I just need to remind everybody there these people are innocent until proven guilty here so uh, yeah, that is correct this is the way it so, starts
0: so we believe that he actually took the money like we said and never invested it and if anybody actually asked for anything he would he would um come back off of some of the money but it was more of a, a ponzi scheme where he was putting it away moving it into his own accounts allegedly and never even investing it into the annuities or any uh, insurance um, uh, investments that he claimed to be.
2: So so he would make promises of investments. What kind of docu- documentation would he give the, um, the investor?
0: Um, we'd like to keep that. Uh, they will have something. I'm okay.
2: Sure. Okay, that's all I'm saying is yeah. what I'm looking at is not only just the theft. It's when people give you false documents, or give you documents to lead you to believe X is happening, but it isn't. And in this yeah. case, that, right. that so every piece, yeah. every it's like putting a puzzle together on these financial crimes. Every bit of information, what somebody told you, the money that you transacted over to X, um, the documentation you have on that, whether you wire it, you gave them. Uh, you know, I, you know, some people maybe they gave huge amounts of cash, but usually a check. That those transactions are important because then that can be followed on the specific date that goes into whatever accounts or accounts that they have, and any documentation back, which would remember what we said. People who are lying, cheating, and stealing, you can't get away with this because I can't imagine that anybody would invest. If and that's the way we used to look at it. If the truth was told, would you have put your money in? I'm not putting your money in anywhere. I'm putting in my own account for my own use. Well, nobody would invest that way,
0: you know. Right. And, and you hit on a great point. Also, um, I we were talking about recommendations and and uh, red flags. I, I encourage all the people that are listening. If you have an investment product that you were that was processed through an agent. Uh, either an insurance agent or even an investment agent, um, and you get that document. I would recommend that you call the company directly where that investment was made, and give them the account number and just say, "I'm just verifying um, the uh, that I have this this product or this investment." Um, and the insurance company, it's in your name. They will you give them the uh, the uh, the uh, policy number, and they'll say yes. It's an annuity. You you uh, it was initiated with two hundred thousand dollars and if that matches up then the person did what they said so that was a great point you made that uh that's a great way um for people to check on that
1: are, are these people now wearing a, a different change of clothing
0: um yes both of them are at this at this time
1: are, is it orange <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes it is well
1: sure. good good so uh and then they uh, get to sit there and, and play in their orange suits until the court case comes until uh, they right? make bond or until they make bond.
5: Well, the, uh, Mr. Grant down in Baldwin County, the judge denied him bond, so
2: <laughs> that's
1: good. He's
5: still sitting down there. We also want you to, want you to understand to know that we've um, that the
0: uh, the insurance commissioner, Mr. Beck, immediately took action against the licenses of these individuals, both individually and and um, and as companies, and uh, in the process of, of uh, doing what they what we can legally to immediately terminate.
1: You know, I I've got a quick question about Mr. Beck. Uh, could Billy or, or Mr. Weston could you give us just a brief description of his background? I don't think we've ever really talked about it, have we?
0: Yeah, Billy can give you a background, Mr. Beck's background.
5: Um. Commissioner Beck has has held many uh, um, jobs in state government. Um, I don't know exactly what all that they were, but I know he's worked on and off with the insurance commissioner's office. He served as chief of staff. Uh, He's also served as deputy insurance commissioner. Uh, But he's been involved in the insurance business for years.
1: And he obviously, uh, like I and, and Joe and a lot of other folks, have a... A real distaste for anyone that defrauds an elderly person, and if it's an insurance or no matter what it is, if it's a elderly abuse, and I'm glad that we have the support of Mr. Beck behind us. Um, y'all are doing a heck of a job. I think it's fantastic. So uh, this this brings up another question, Billy, that has to be asked. You you gave us a uh, a little. Uh, Tidbit the other day. Have you got another big weekend plan?
5: Uh, yes, sir. We do. <laughs> we've got uh, we've got plenty to work here. But uh, I tell you, I really got to say, uh, none of this could be possible if we didn't have the support and leadership of Commissioner Beck and and the the, the um, investigators that I have working for for me. They are they are true professionals, and they are highly motivated, and they want to serve. Um, the citizens of this state.
1: I, I guess one more question uh, that I have to ask. As you were watching television last night, what was going through your mind? Oh, my God, is it going to get busy?
5: Yeah, uh, uh, it is, but that's the way that we like it. We like doing this job, and uh, we, we like serving citizens of Georgia.
1: Yeah, well, Just by curiosity, has anybody... Is it just too early to, for anybody to have called in? Are the roofers out standing by waiting to attack the elderly?
5: Um, well, you know, with all that storm damage, um, we would just ask again, you know, roofers, they don't, they don't have to be licensed in this state. Um, do your due, due diligence. I mean, I know if your roof is damaged from, uh, from uh, one of these tornadoes, that um, that you want to get it fixed as quick as possible, but there are people out there that they are waiting for these storms to happen, and and they they will take advantage of people. I mean, it's just uh, it's a it's a proven fact. So just do your due diligence if you do have storm uh, storm damage, and
1: um uh, Brian, Billy, I, oh, let me interrupt you. Due diligence. Tell just tell our audience. Well, what you know, get a get a copy of their insurance. Get a copy of what? What all do you put under that?
5: Sure, um, like I said earlier, roofers aren't they don't have to be licensed in the state of Georgia. But one of the first things I would ask any contractor for that's going to work on my house is I would want to see a copy of their certificate of liability insurance. Um, they should. If they have nothing to hide, they should provide you with a copy of it. And before you let them do any work on your house, call that insurance company that's listed on that certificate of liability insurance and verify that that person does, in fact, have a policy that will cover him. Uh, we run into these fraudulent certificates of, of uh, insurance all the time. And do your due, due diligence and make sure that it's valid because, If he prevents you with a fraudulent certificate of insurance, we can take action on
2: it. They they uh, I I I just think that everybody needs to be aware down there was a horrible situation both here in Alabama and 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 I know all the investigators and law enforcement will have their hands full. And and I think the other point that has to be made that that you don't work in a vacuum, you don't work in a silo. You've got the specialists and expertise but when you go out you need the help of other law enforcement with the district attorneys and 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 people are working as a team to fight elder abuse uh, throughout this country so i think that's the that's the message that we need to get out that that all will help to fight the this horrible exploitation of seniors and of anybody but we're concerned about the seniors and and i think you can see that in your in your last two cases that you did that uh, the cooperation when you go in on searches and and the cooperation with the district attorney, and the sheriff's office and the police—it's—it's its the—it's it's, uh, the—it's the, it's the way law enforcement works now to be successful.
5: So, right. It's—it's it's definitely a team effort. Right.
2: Right. And and I know you've worked many task forces and things before, Billy. And and again, your history and your history of your investigators show cooperation is the best way to. Uh, to to work at uh, getting this problem and you know as all all we can say is here before we take our next break just just keep on doing a great job and whatever we can do to help we will and and uh, get the citizens to be out there beware look out for people who are lying cheating and stealing so with that we'll move into our next segment and thank you gentlemen uh for uh, being on today you've been very helpful thank you joe take care
4: Happy Oregon Homeownership is the result of a good working relationship between the home buyer and their realtor. Make buying your Oregon home a fun and rewarding experience. Get our free guide to happy Oregon homeownership. Act now, limited availability. Free at realoregonhomes.com. That's realoregonhomes.com. In
2: 2009, the membership organization Docs for Patient Care was founded. People all around the country wanted to participate in the efforts of this group, and they wanted to join, but they were unable to do so unless they were physicians. It's for this
4: reason that the Docs for Patient Care Foundation was created. Now, everyone can join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients Dedicated to fighting for your healthcare freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. While you're at your computer, please go to www.docs4patientcarefoundation.org. That's www.docs the number four patientcarefoundation.org and make a tax deductible donation and join the fight along with us. Thank you. Whether cruising the Strip in a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on americaswebradio.com.
0: You're listening to America's Web Radio on the americasbroadcastnetwork.com. Thank you for listening. You
1: know, Joe, I was just thinking if uh, there's one message that I would like to get out... And uh, you certainly introduced me to a n- new and different world of, of folks that are out there that can help, from the Omsbusman to to uh, Billy and a number of other folks. But one message that I would like to get out as America's Web Radio is that we're here to help the elderly. If they have anything they need to to get off their chest about something that's happened to them, they can contact us at Safe at americaswebradio.com we'd prefer not to have the calls because we just don't know when when they might come in and and we can't be ready but if you'll email safe at americaswebradio.com we'll see that you get some help the other thing that i would like to stress is that uh, i've been the victim of uh, a couple of Fortunately, mine, well, one, I don't have the money, but mine aren't big enough to make a whole lot of difference other than to me. But with that being said, you crooks, and like you've said, Joe, this is their business, being crooks. We're coming after you. And, you know, we know the people to call, and America's Web Radio, I I wouldn't, I'd be more delighted, happier than a pig in new mud, if we can... Put some of these folks away, and uh, we need your help, uh, Joe. Your your infamous statement of elderly abuse doesn't report itself is so true. And if you're a neighbor of someone that you see funny things going on, let us know. Are you or call the police? They're they're there to help. And I I I've been very pleased or happy or whatever I guess because I'm I are one now one of the elderly that to know how the different police departments and sheriff's operations and the different counties look at elderly abuse and there is help out there and if you haven't found it if we can help we will and be glad to so crooks we're coming after you
2: well, that that's it's well put and I think there's the the, the new new effort here dealing with um, uh, people who abuse the elderly both physically uh, institution institutionally and financially are and I, w- I want to add one other thing mentally well mentally is true you uh, uh, it you know I, I <laughs> we were talking to a group of seniors um, and and they, you know, one of the one of them came up afterwards and said, "You know, you're there alone. Uh, maybe you know, this happened to be a widow, and their their uh, son of uh, she was in her eighties, son was in the fifties, and kept saying, you know, playing onto that. If you don't do what I say here, if you don't give the money out in different ways from your account, you know, I'm just going to have to put you in a home. I'm going to have to put you away. You're going to leave your house.'" Nobody will come and see you, and, and they just play mentally with them. And, and you know, that's not right, and that's, and that's something else that, if it can be documented and looked at, people will help look at it. It's, it's a horrible situation. And then a lot of times they'll just isolate the seniors, and so that allows the seniors to, well, not allow them, it just encourages them to talk to whoever will come, and come to the door, whoever that gets on the phone, and now you're into the world of professional scammers and you're into the world of 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 kind of loneliness and people uh that they, they prey on that the um especially when you get into these friendship romance scams and and I think that's really hitting I I I've just been on last week I was at a a, a couple of uh meetings and um this is prevalent all over. It's not taking place just in the cities, and the suburbs. It's, it's taking place in rural all over the United States and all over the world. I was just looking at a study, which I'm gonna, we're going to finish the show with. It's the AARP study. It's called Online Relationship Scams. Protect your ha- heart and, and your wallet. It came out in February 2019. And my hat's off to him because the survey is, uh, 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 um, is is rather enlightening. Um, that uh, <coughs> uh, I'm just I'm looking at bringing it up now to look at it here. Um, it said that according to the Federal Trade Commission reports, a romance fraud tripled from 2012 to 2016, which reported losses among victims. In uh, 2016, the $220 million. And, of course, these figures vary depending who they talk to here. But it says the, the romance scams occur when one person, which is usually a professional perpetrator, intentionally deceives another. A lot of times they target the senior into believing that a trusting romance or a friendly relationship is developing in order to use that trust to rob the target of their finances. It sounds kind of cruel, but that's exactly what's happening out there. In the end, the targeted person becomes a victim because they were persuaded to actually send money, other financial assistance or valuable items to the perpetrator in return for false promises of reunion, reimbursement, or a lifetime commitment. And and how how do these how do they reach people? These professionals can usually reach them through an online relationship use dating sites, apps, chat room, social media to target their and meet their potential victims. And, and of course, since they're professionals, they, they create uh, fake profiles to build their own relationship. And a lot of times they use the, the, the ID or photos of, of actual military people. Uh, it's... it's uh, there's like no no difference who they are. These people will go wherever they can to find a victim. Um, I'm looking here. One of the surveys uh, found that uh, 31% of adults said they have developed a relationship with someone that first started out online uh, with 20% saying those relationships were romantic, one-quarter saying they were friendship, and over half saying the relationship were both romantic and, and friendship. Uh, oh, uh, uh, over one in four U.S. adults indicate they or someone they know have encountered an online relationship scam. So beware. Specifically, almost one in five say they've been targeted by a relationship scam or a victim of this crime, more than half of the victims say they they lost money or suffered other financial losses. Another half said they experienced emotional distress and or health problems and result of the scam. It just goes to what you were saying, David, that people get get emotionally involved and get hurt and get and get uh, get taken.
1: You know, I, I throw this in for whatever it's worth or not worth, but. The elderly remember when a handshake was everything and honesty, and they'll sit back and say, well, not only can it not happen to me, but they'll also say, I can't believe somebody would make money off of me or try to make money off of me. I just don't believe old Joe is that kind of a person. I've I've seen his picture, and, oh, he wouldn't do that, or so-and-so wouldn't do that, or... Or Sally Mae wouldn't do that. i have talked to her. She sounds like a real reputable person. And that's
2: when you're just about to get had. Well, remember, if you've never met the person, you've never seen the person other than a picture, uh, be, be leery. Uh, the, um, uh, a key indicator of these relationships, so when you're talking to your friends or if it's happening to you, um, the survey showed that among U.S. adults who say they have an online relationship, friendship or romantic, that first started online, one in seven said they were asked to send money for a ticket or other transportation costs in order to meet in person. Another one in ten were asked to help pay an urgent bill for rent, mortgage, etc., and 4% were asked to open a bank account on their behalf or a joint account with them. These are pretty bold statements for somebody you never met. And if I, if I came up and said, here, give money to somebody out here that you don't know who is, and you're going to buy a ticket or whatever, you're going to be a red flag will come up. Again, it's your money. You have self-determination. If you want to do it, you can do. So remember, don't be a victim. If it bothers you, elder abuse doesn't report itself. And with that uh well, and the final segment of our show, of the uh, Safe Senior Hour. And remember, please use the uh, uh, send us an email uh, at uh, safe uh, at uh, uh, americaswebradio.com. Dot com. It's easy for him to say. But with that, have a good day.
0: You're listening to
5: America's Web Radio on the americasbroadcastnetwork.com. Thank you for listening.